Oh, hi, Mark. WWE does, in fact, stand for WWE. Now you're all gonna cry about it, right? You wanna punish people for actually liking professional wrestling? So I'm gonna invoke my privilege. Let me introduce the solutions. I am going to break your mystique. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Oh my god, it's Wishful Booking. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Lee McNulty and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, or at least usually, by Jimmy Moorcraft. Jimmy, welcome back from your vacation. What's going on, man? My vacation? (laughs) Yeah, your two-week vacation, right? I had a two-week vacation, but yeah. this. It, but uh, what you were not telling the listeners is that there was an audition while I was gone. Well, I wouldn't call it an audition. Your spot is secure. Mm, well, that's good to know. <laughs> oh, did but, I not um, tell you that? Yeah, that was a guest spot. You're good. Chief Keefe did a great job. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm sure he'll be delighted to I'm, hear that. I'm yeah. serious. I thought, I thought he was really good. I thought good. he did really good. Maybe one day we can get all three of us on somehow if technology will allow. Yeah, I, I, that's what I've been pondering, actually, to be honest. Um, but yeah, but for now, it was a one-time thing. You're back. We just wanted to give you that break. You deserved it. And now you took it. How was beautiful, Sonny, wherever you were? Um, it was, uh... <laughs> Come on, just play along. It was good, dark right? And, dark and gloomy, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you did it wrong, but in any case, this, this, this is our bit, you know? You, you were on vacation. <laughs> because, right. Because you weren't here in the Wishful Booking Studios for the last two weeks. I haven't been in the Wishful Booking studio for the last year at this point. But well, sure, we can go with that. Now you're really breaking kayfabe, but okay. On with the show. If they can, we can. Exactly. See, now you're talking. Uh, and by the way, happy 100th episode, or in your case, 99th. Uh, that, yes. <laughs> Next I'm just week I'll have around. my official, but the show itself <laughs> is uh, on 100. That, that's a big I milestone. I can resist. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? If it definitely doesn't feel like it's been a hundred episodes. It has not, and we've or ninety nine uh, in your case. We've for the most part powered through, despite what's been going on. No, we're still here. We're still standing. Still here. Still talking. Um, should we get into all the fun stuff that's happening? Let's get into all the fun stuff that happened. Uh, so some ground was stomped. Why don't you take the floor? The floor is yours. Thank you. Overall, I think this is the general consensus based on uh, tweets and. Reviews stomping grounds had extremely low expectations uh, for yeah. for obvious reasons. Yep, and I think it's safe to say that while it's not saying a lot, the show surpassed expectations. You're right; it's not saying a lot. The first let's see here four or five matches were good to very good. It wasn't until the main matches, ironically, that uh, things kind of went downhill. But even those weren't awful in terms of wrestling but the creative was definitely questionable well but all around the work rate was strong from top to bottom i'd say yeah um, that's usually even true. in matches that were overbooked um i think that the, the wrestling was good which is unfortunate because i think people lose sight of that that the wrestling uh you know seth rollins set the world on fire no pun intended Bur- well he burned the world down to uh work with his references better with the tweet saying the WWE. uh what do you say produces the best wrestling in the world period or yeah, something like that. You, you heard about this. Yeah, well, I, I, so. I actually retweeted it, and I said, WWE overproduces what would otherwise be the best wrestling product in the world, or something to that effect. Personally, what Seth Rollins is doing, just since we're talking about it, in my opinion, is instead of burning it down, he's defending the status quo. Like, WWE, it needs to change. It's overdue to change. We all know this, so it's not a hot take to even say yeah, any of these words. Uh, and the problem is that he probably knows it, so it's unfortunate that he said that. I know. I agree. And then Will Ospreay got involved, and then Rollins kind of turned heel and started talking about his bank account, which I hate when wrestlers do. I think it's so tacky. 
obviously you're making more money, but that doesn't mean that it's the best product. Yeah, that's pun- um, that's called punching down. Yeah, so I, that that was kind of a low blow for me from him. But getting to the card, I actually thought the the cruiserweight championship kickoff match was, uh, I think, my favorite match of the entire night. Yeah, um, I mean, between that and very, Joe, very, very well done. That and Joe, Joe are the two matches I would have Joe anticipated the a, most. And there's another match that very much surprised me, but I'll, 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 I'll we'll have to wait to listen. Good tease. Um, but this was good. It was a great sprint. The spots were awesome. It's amazing that they have a habit of the fans not caring, and by the last, you know, three minutes or so, the fans are always invested, chanting two hundred five. This is awesome. Um, so it's a testament to them. It's a shame that it's always going to be that fans are never going to care because of a good match, because then. It goes back to being on the network and then on the kickoff show when it's the same pattern. But um, the moves were exciting. The spots were inventive. Um, everyone looked great. And Drew Gulak is finally the Cruiserweight Champion, which is a long time coming. Um, he's been losing to Kushida on NXT in very good competitive matches. So I wonder if Kushida may go to 205 to challenge or if they're just two separate entities and they won't. You know, the wild card rule so far hasn't been in effect for... Right. You, you could. I mean, at this point, they're all in on the wild card rule, for better or worse, and it would be at least better to include it on some of the lower programs that have the good wrestling. So it yeah. doesn't really interfere with stories. It just helps mix up the rosters. But, yeah, um, no, definitely. I don't see that happening. Well, but, I mean, it's, uh, it's this, a wild card, right? By its very nature, you would think it would just it would be wild. It would be sporadic. That should happen. Yeah. So that was that. I, I really enjoyed that. And then the... The show, um, surprisingly, I don't think this was the right choice, but I guess looking at what happened at the end of the night, maybe it was intentional. The show opened up with the Raw Women's Championship match. Um, I read good things about this match. People said Lacey looked great. I like the money to make match a lot better than this. I don't think this was a bad match, but Lacey blew one spot where Becky does the, uh, she like springs on the one and then does like a back kick to the stomach and Lacey completely mistimed it and Becky had to redo it and it took it completely out of the match. Yeah, um, I saw that. Becky had a few issues of like calling spots way too loudly, which she does in matches with people who aren't as green as Lacey, so you can't say that it's because of Lacey. So they well, both kind of sure were on the same page. Help. No, but I ju- it's just been a th- it, it's happened in Becky matches before. I've, I've heard it, and yeah. Uh, so I, I was it wasn't a bad match, but I I I, I don't think it should have opened the show. Um, and Lacey has a lot of other moves that she didn't even use in this match. So uh, I had an issue with her tapping out right away, but I think it makes sense based on what happened later. I'm going to go on a limb and assume. Because right. um, at last month's Money in the Bank, the same thing happened, and she also was back in the show at a later segment for the whole Money in the Bank cash-in thing. Right. So uh, I gave this two and a quarter stars. It, it wasn't bad. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't have opened with this. Um, okay. And Le- yeah, go ahead. W- one last thing. Um, Lacey's attire, I noticed it, and I thought it afterwards when I watched some of the matches back. And then What Culture noticed it. Um, or no, Uproxx, one of them noticed it. That Lacey had stripes, red and white stripes, on her shorts. And people were wondering if this was a subtle hint at her wearing the black and white stripes later on in the show. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, it seems like something they would have came up with later than her outfit was designed, but it's just a yeah, bad guess. Yeah, but we all know that, that she does. She is one of the ones who focuses on her attire last month at Money in the Bank. I mean, everything about Lacey last month I like better. The presentation, the money, the ring attire... Her ring work, it just it just okay. worked more for me. Well, that segues good into my question then, because I feel like going into this match, the thought was that, like, why has this feud been extended a second month? And so it sounds like from what you're saying, maybe that's been vindicated by the match that they had. Is that safe to say? Yeah, I, I would. I don't think they should have had a second match at all. I think Lacey right. had a fine showing the first match. She lost, and it should have been over it for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's not even touching on the fact that they are continuing the feud for a third month, yeah. which we'll get into later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, next match, um, another surprise. Not a surprise given the talent in the ring. It was the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. When I, I didn't even, I, I watched SmackDown, uh, I watch everything, but kind of fast forward, so I actually missed when this match was announced. Um, I knew it was announced on Twitter leading up to the show and after SmackDown, but I didn't actually watch how it was announced. Um, so I thought it was very SmackDown-level basic match, but very good match. They started very hot. Um, it was definitely a pay-per-view quality match, despite it really not needing to happen. Um I really enjoyed it. It got This Is Awesome chance. Everyone looked great. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn surprisingly won, which now means nothing based on how they were booked subsequently. So uh, I can't take away from the match that happened. That's what we're talking about. That match was great. That's but what you're what talking did, about. But, but, but what they did with them Monday and Tuesday kind of erased it a bit for me. Okay. Um, I, I, they, they lost again, and Kevin Owens is walking out on Sami Zayn on SmackDown, and I don't know if there's a larger plan here. And then New Day... <laughs> are now penciled in, it looks like, to get a championship match at Extreme Rules when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat them. Maybe it'll be a Clean. triple threat. Clean as a whistle. Yeah, well, they beat them, and then they beat the champs, right? So it's like, you know, maybe it'll be a triple yeah, threat. Yeah, well, and then and now they're doing... Uh, I'm sure you've... Well, I don't uh, I don't know if you've watched or, heard, or if, you, if you've heard. Or maybe but I'll hear it from you right now. These, these commercial, the, the, the no wrestling during commercials, are you aware of this? Huh? I mean, you mean wrestles? That's been going no on forever. More, there's no more wrestling. No, no, no. There's no more of that. There's no more wrestling during the commercials. They've been booking elimination matches. They've been booking two out of three fold matches. Because I th what we think, well, what Wade Keller thinks, and I kind of agree with them, is that Fox is basically saying in football games, they're not having plays during commercials. and sports games, they're not having plays during commercials. And I think that they told everybody that when we get your product, we don't want that. So now Vince is toying with how can we make wrestling not happen during the break? So they've been booking two out of three full match. Oh, I'm not. Well, because you say they've been booking two out of three full matches. Before you even get into how that would avoid not wrestling during the commercials, isn't the obvious solution to book the matches so that they're in between matches during commercials? That seems like the obvious solution on a wrestling program to me to that problem, you know? Well, well, no, because there's so many commercials that the wrestling matches would then have to be all below 10 minutes on, yeah. on a TV show. Make the commercial a, breaks fewer and longer. But that's not going to happen, though, because of ad revenue and money. Well, then that's, a, I mean... That's I, the problem. I, how did they, so, okay, so how did the two out of three falls? Because that seems like a longer match where more has to happen, so... Well, because they break up the fall, so it's like a... I think, I think a commercial, a, a full segment is about 12 minutes long. So there's a commercial break between falls? Exactly. Oh, so man. they say uh, they said that uh, the next fall, the second fall opportunity. I was wondering why there were two two out of three falls matches on SmackDown this week. Yeah, there's elimination matches if you've noticed, um, and they're also doing this thing where there's two matches back to back. So it was uh, Nikki Cross versus Natalia, and then Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Naomi and Natalia. On SmackDown, it was New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then Heavy Machinery and New Day versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and. Um, uh, da um, uh, Dana Bryan, the other team. Dana Bryan and Eric, uh, Dana Bryan and Eric Rowan, and also on so Raw. And also on Raw, matches. I saw that they had Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn followed by Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Exactly, Ugh. that's what they're doing now. Ugh. And it's very, and also they're limiting their opportunity. They actually set up very nicely on SmackDown. They're fully developing a tag team <clears throat> division. 
Um, they had uh, New Day and Sammy. They had New Day defeat Dana Bryan and, and uh, uh, Eric Rowan, and then they had Kevin Owens attack New Day. Kevin Owens, Sammy, then attack New Day. Heavy Machinery came out instead of waiting a full week and actually have a reason for it to happen. Booking an eight-man match the following week, it had to happen right then. So now they're well, actually creatively to, stifling. The, well, right. I don't know why, but they're yeah. now when things could be extended logically, they're not. It it uh, it's it's just another weird decision yeah wow it Very sounds like you're like really the wild card rule it sounds like you're really down on the product man uh no, no. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's this Go decision ahead. it's this decision well, it sounds it's like confusing. there's a lot of them and they're adding up is what it sounds like yeah it's not affecting the creative and the wrestling itself it just is it just it's just weird well, the bad and creative obvious. decisions aren't affecting the creative and very well, it isn't creative in terms of the storyline. It's it's a decision for the structure of the show. Yeah, we got to start so differentiating between production and creative, I guess. Yes, I, yeah, I think we do. Yeah. This is definitely this is definitely a production one. Okay, so get um, off, get pull your head out of your ass. Production, go ahead. <laughs> so next match on Stomping Grounds of the United States Championship match. Um, this was very good. I whenever matches like this happen, I will I think always strive for them to do better. And not out of not like it happening, not. Not out of not liking what I saw, just knowing they could do more. Um, and especially knowing now that it looks like Ricochet and Samoa Joe will not be having a follow-up match. Um, I think it could have been a little bit longer, a little more higher paced. It was kind of slow in the beginning, but it was a very good match. Yeah. Three and three-quarter stars. Ricochet is a phenomenal seller. Joe played his part perfectly well. You I were, think he... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, th- I think he lost... Well, I mean, he, he did lose. Yeah, Joe did take. lose, but, but he didn't look any worse rickish I, I i really liked it from start to finish and um yeah uh, ricochet's any u.s champion did you hear our you heard the whole episode last week yes so you heard that Kiefer called that smojo could lose the title and then go after kofi and i said the reason i don't want that to happen is he's going to lose back to back to ricochet and kofi and i mean correct me if i'm wrong but that's probably going to happen right um Probably yes, but <laughs> there is a narrative they're selling, and I noticed Corey Graves starting to do it, of Kofi Kingston running on borrowed time. And I've noticed it every week, and I and it's how you know he won the gauntlet matches, and he had a good showing in Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, and he's defeating the odds against uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and now Dolph Ziggler two times in a row, and the way he won the cage match that we'll get into later. Um, yeah, well, he beat Ziggler on think, SmackDown too, right? And exactly, he's been and wrestling Ziggler a lot. On SmackDown. And exa- that, that's the point, on Raw and SmackDown. And I don't know if this is part of the story, but I like that Corey Graves is saying it because it adds some, A, dimension to Kofi Kingston's title reign, which has been very strong, I think. I mean, yeah. I don't think Dolph Ziggler needed to be a contender at all, but at least Kofi now has a longer reign because of it. Um, and the W champion is finally booked strong, which is important and has been lacking. Um, shows up consistently. Oh, um I, I, I think Joe will probably lose, but I do think that there's a story to be told of Kofi running out of steam and chances and Joe being too much for him and his body breaking down from all the matches and okay. the consecutive defenses. And I think that I don't think that'll happen. This is what booking. I think that's the way they should frame it because it also protects Kofi in a way from losing. Yeah. Plus, how many nar- times is, is Joe going to go after the title and not win it? Um, right. But yeah, I was that thinking too. that the other story, if Samoa Joe does lose, which I think we both agree will probably happen, uh, the story is is that he's a very stoppable Samoa Joe, from my perspective. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to start hurting him. And even the U.S. Championship, I also had a feeling he was going to enter the W title picture. Um, 
What about the perception of that alone? He just lost the title. Now he can just attack the WWE champion and go after that. You just lost a lesser title literally the night before. Yeah, I mean, it, right. But, I mean, also, if he, he went out of his way to attack Kofi, and, I mean, it would have been nice to have Kofi request the match or in his character to say, you know, like what I've been saying, and Corey's, I think, trying to sell about how he keeps taking on challenges. Kofi kind of challenged Joe, and that kind of would have went around that. Yeah, well, by implication, be, that's what's going to happen if, if Kofi winds up giving Joe a shot. It'll be because of that. Well, the, ma- the but, match is made. But then, so it, well, yes. So the implication to me is that Kofi said, all right, I'll put my title on the line just to get my hands on him. But then why doesn't everybody attack Kofi all the time? Or, or yeah, Seth? Yeah, no. Well, uh, well, that's why I think Joe is smart. I mean, I, agree, I see where you're yes, making, but also but why mean, not attack? Why not attack the champion if there's a chance you could get a title match? I guess, yeah. He lost the U.S. title, and he's like, man, I should probably try to get a rematch for that unless Kofi and Dolph are finishing up this thing. I should just attack Kofi. And he did that, and I guess, yeah, you're right. That was smart, but, you know, I'm worried about what it says about everyone else, obviously. But anyway, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead with your... Um, next is what I, I was blown away by this. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match I, I thought was... Uh, very very good very surprising I think it helped that the crowd was behind Daniel Bryan I didn't realize they were in Washington Um, yeah I heard they were dead for heavy machinery which hurt them um well not dead they booed them well, yeah, they, I mean, they, well, they, they not dead. Him. Well, well, that's kind of worse, I think, for but, two for two new baby was, for new babyface team. Yeah, they should not have been put in that spot without a doubt. But they excelled in it. Yeah. Um they excelled in it, and the crowd was at the end popping for near falls for both teams. So it was one of those matches where the work was so good that the crowd was kind of coming around and would have been happy. I think either way, um, Dana Bryan was undeniably over, but he is. I mean, God, the amount I love him as a heel more than babyface is just not even real. He is yeah. so good. He, he made them look so good. Rowan did his part well. Um, it was like a takeover style match. It really was. Yeah. It was so good. Um, it, it they it, it it flowed so well. I was like actually like, uh, you know, no, I don't want to say on the edge of my seat. But the near falls were great. Um, I I really think that heavy machinery could have sank or swim, and they completely swam. Um, Sweet. I gave this three and three quarter stars. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan. I was going to say as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, man, enough can't enough good can't be said about Daniel Bryan. What he can do. Totally. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and they also got the win on Sammy pin on Sammy Zayn this past Tuesday on SmackDown, uh, where cool. Kevin Owens walked out after uh, Otis started doing the Caterpillars. So I don't know yeah, what that's that. about. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, um, feud. I moving guess. on to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, this yeah. is another thing that, that that people seemed kind of high on. I again it wasn't a bad match. I liked this better than the Raw Women's Championship match, but I think they could have done better. It wasn't really good until the final stretch. Uh, Alexa Bliss hit a code red on the outside. That was pretty good. And the Nikki story, I've really been enjoying until this match. It didn't really make a lot of sense why Nikki is... Bailey, Alexa, I think the story is that Nikki kind of sacrificed herself for Alexa at a suicide dive. And then Alexa Bliss is going up for Twisted Bliss, and Nikki crawls in the ring. Like, you are supporting this girl. You should know what her finishing move is. Why would you run into the ring at this moment when Bliss is about to do her finishing move and probably win the championship? Well, because she was booked to. (laughs) 
Well, yes, <laughs> but I mean, we don't, we talk about, yes, right. So why was it booked like that is my question. It didn't make a lot of sense. Because the production and I thought sucks. Alexa, and I thought Alexa would be mad at her, but she wasn't really, and then Nikki kind of redeemed herself because she now beat Bailey on SmackDown um, with the roll-up. Yeah, and I want, Alexa that's why Bliss has, yeah, go ahead. Alexa Bliss now has another championship match at Extreme Rules, which maybe it'll be another Kendo stick on a pole match. Yeah, we can only hope. Uh, but that's what I thought when I saw that Nikki Cross earned her a shot. Do you want to just talk about this now, or you want to wait and talk about everyone? Because that's why I wrote down to talk about this. Because like, I don't I just, really know I've been reading you... about it, and I wonder what the hell is going on. Where Where do you think it's headed? I guess is my question. Uh, well, there's a predictable route of Nikki Cross returning to her unhinged character and just freaking the fuck out on Alexa after realizing that because Alexa's never had to come up. Well, I guess she has from Nia Jax. Never mind. I was going to say, this okay. has been a theme with Mickey James, Nia Jax, where she has these sidekicks that, um, and that's what Bailey tried telling Nikki and Natalia and Naomi, and Nikki Cross kind of believes that Alexa's her friend. But the interesting spin on the story would be that Nikki really doesn't believe it all along. Doesn't believe what? And doesn't really believe that Alexa's her friend and has been going along with it, with Alexa Bliss thinking that Nikki's going along with it, but Nikki really knows that Alexa Bliss, who she really is, and she's going to screw her over like maybe that's well, yeah. why she ran in the ring we're yeah. gonna find out right but then she earns Alexa Bliss a title shot which is either really naive or and she's gonna learn after the fact like man I should have been trying to, I, I pinned the champion I should have gotten a title match for my goddamn self or she's doing it to be vindic- uh, you know like scornful like you're saying but I don't like that at this point because what you earned a title shot for somebody else by pinning the champion and now you're just gonna ruin it for them like what, what, what was that really the end game you know? Well, maybe you have Alexa Bliss lose again, and then Alexa Bliss starts to bully Nikki, and Nikki becomes, you know, unhinged, and then there's a final blow-off match between the two. Yeah, see, I don't like that, and I feel like Alexa would win that blow-off match. Like, I just don't like, I, I, I feel like it's more likely that this is going to be used to put Alexa over more, because she's their priority, and Nikki just seems like she's acting however the story needs her to, as opposed to who we know her to be from NXT. Yeah, I mean, I never thought Nikki would be featured in storylines as much. I'm shocked that Vince is deciding to do this to begin with when people like Carmella, um, I mean, Oscar, Kari Sane are doing nothing. I mean, I, nothing against Nikki Cross. I really like her, but I'm just surprised the pri- that they're prioritizing her like this. Yeah, I think she's just a body to work opposite Alexa. Like, I think that's all they see her as, is what I'm worried about. Well, yeah, right, but with that, it's still exposure, and, you know, she's getting decent crowd reactions, and it's still helping her. I guess. Is it? We'll see. We'll see where it goes. That That's what it, you know. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, go ahead with the review. All Sorry. right, and this is where the show... So, all of that was, like I said, good to very good. Um, and this is where the show kind of went down for me. Um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Wah, wah. Of course. Um, it's a shame, because they had a really hard-hitting match. Lots of different moves. Good near falls. It was way too long at 17 minutes. Um... Yeah, but the problem is, what's the fucking point of this match at this point? Yeah, and Shane is just there just way too much. Yeah, Shane's, um, Shane's the big boss that already beat Roman. Like, and Roman, Roman's Drew supposed lost, to beat Drew I on was, the way to the match with Shane, not the other way around. And when Drew lost, I was, I mean, obviously, but I was just so annoyed. I really thought that the whole point of this was to give Drew a win. And I even wrote in my notes, I, we didn't record last week, but I said that I think Drew will win. Definitely not clean, but he'll win. And that didn't even happen. Well, yeah, I kind of wish we did record last week, so I could have told you, and I don't know if you heard, but I, I'm sure I said Roman was going to win. Like, of course Roman was going to win. Drew had never had a chance, unfortunately. 
Well, but now that we know what, what the next step is, it would have made more sense even for that direction for, for Drew to win. Well, they but wanted to have a continuing. reason to have the handicap match so that Undertaker could come in and talk. Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Undertaker on Raw comes into this feud. So, Drew gets beat by Roman one-on-one. Then Shane, I'm sure, makes a handicap match so they can beat down Roman together. And then Undertaker randomly shows up in the first hour of Raw and and helps Roman. And I guess they're going to have a tag match now at Extreme Rules because that's in uh, July now. So... You know, why do you what What did you think when this happened? I guess. Well, I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, "A, I always spoil things for myself, and B, what huh. the fuck?" You do always spoil things for yourself, and um, yeah, of course, what the fuck? I the way okay, the way it was done, and I could imagine being in the arena. It was a cool moment. The pop was fucking incredible, and that was all great. Removing that from it all is. There's no way I don't I don't think they're going to give a reason. I'm not expecting it. No, no, I'm that's not that's not I don't mean the kayfabe reason. What I what I mean when I say why it happened is well, for one, on Taker's well, end, ratings A. Well, ratings obviously, but on Taker's end, I so ratings on WWE's end. On Taker's end, I think it was because of this this match with Goldberg, he wants to get the taste of that out of people's mouth as quickly as possible and I don't blame him. And for WWE, as far as Roman is concerned, is, you know, it's obviously to give Roman a rub, um, and I think that's uh, a hell of a rub. So I guess the implication in storyline is that under, uh, uh, Roman's the last person that beat Undertaker at WrestleMania, if I'm right about that, right? Yes. And so Undertaker sees him getting double teamed and comes in to help out. But my thinking, like I texted you, is... Because th- I've always thought, especially after Shane beat Roman at Super Showdown was that they're going to have a rematch at SummerSlam where Roman can go over Shane, get his win back. So with this addition, now I'm thinking it would be awesome if Drew were then to take on Undertaker one-on-one. Like, their thing sprouts off into a singles feud for SummerSlam where Drew goes over on Taker. And I could see that being Taker, uh, something Taker in real life would want to do, especially, like I said, to get that Goldberg match out of people's minds. That's why right. I said when I said why it happened, I mean, like, in real life. Oh well, you're, if if reports are to be true, you're partially right. Alleged the, the, what I'm reading online, and this I, I think is probably someone just very obviously guessing in a way that you surmised, is that apparently Drew McIntyre's Undertaker's WrestleMania 36 handpicked opponent, oh and because God. of the ratings being bad, they're deciding to to plant the seeds now with this match, where I guess Drew McIntyre, I don't know if this is going to happen, but. Obviously, Roman and Taker are going to win. Perhaps Drew McIntyre beats up Undertaker so badly after the match that at the Royal Rumble or somewhere down the line, the feud re-comes back together and it leads to a singles match at Mania. Right. What about the counterpoint that some astute gentlemen may make, I'm speculating here, but that in Taker years, that seems like a lot of time away, and why not just do it at SummerSlam, maybe even to, if Taker's up for a WrestleMania match, give another rub to another young up-and-comer, you know, after Drew McIntyre. Kinda. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I mean, we, we need to remember that Drew McIntyre's losing this match. Yeah, see, in my world, he wins it, but this is wishful booking, so... Well, in my world, he wins, too. I mean, well, I actually, I don't know. I think Undertaker may want to put him over. If, if, if the reports are true, I assume Taker wants to put him over. Hell yeah, Taker wants to put so, him over. Yeah, I don't know if there's a room 
if there's room on SummerSlam for that match, maybe there is, and I think it yeah. makes more sense at SummerSlam for sure. Um, yeah, I think people are just speculating. Ta- Taker's so old; he could sprain it. You know, he could stub his toe a month before WrestleMania. I don't know, like he, you know, not stub his toe, but sprain his ankle. Like anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for him in a way because the match at, at Showdown was more Goldberg's fault than him. Oh, I don't um, even I, want to get into that. It was just no, it was the WWE's fault for putting two part timers who hardly ever wrestle and are in their fifties in hundred plus degree heat in a main event match. That's who was well, who no, at fault I, in my opinion. I I agree with that, but I, I've also read a lot of comments in Bleach Report saying Undertaker should retire. This is the Undertaker I remember. I, I just don't think it's fair in this match to assess that. First of all, everything <laughs> that you said, yes, but second of all, he didn't really look. I mean, he's lost weight. He looks to be in decent shape. Um, his his heat moments on this past Monday were pretty good. Uh, moved yeah. pretty fastly. I think he looked decent. Yeah, watch the back. Um, yeah, I think the tag team match will be good for him. He'll be able to come in and out. And probably have like a last sprint. Yeah, um, that's all he should ever. Not all he should ever, but what he should be doing a lot of the time. I think now is tag matches, yeah. stuff like that. And I mean Goldberg, you know, concussed himself. The match of Super Showdown started the way that it probably should. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that match. Um, yeah, it but started, then it Goldberg started, decided okay. to, and then Goldberg decided to knock himself out. Well, he didn't decide, but almost yeah. kill him. Right. Um, and uh, well, I don't think that should be on Undertaker. If I could give Undertaker one piece of advice, it would be this: Don't try to do the re- Tombstone reversal spot anymore, because you know the last two times you infamously kind of fucking hampered the match. So just stop. You 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 know you're you're you you can have a good match. Just don't get too ambitious, and that's what I think they did there. And they he did it with Roman two years ago. So I don't even know why he thought he could do it with Goldberg, who's infamously never been a great wrestler. And they're again they're both in their mid fifties. Like I, that was just ill advised, for my opinion. I agree with you, but I still think it takes two people to take that move. It should not be done. I'm, yeah. I'm totally on board. Least but of all I do with think two fifty-five year olds or whatever. I think in both cases, though, the, the other person is to blame too for that botch. Well, I think it, at least in the Goldberg match, Undertaker should have spoke up and said, "You know what? Maybe we shouldn't try this." On uh, all things considered, yeah, for sure. Should have for used sure. his veteran wisdom, but um, so anyway. Getting back to um, whatever matches were left on this. Yeah, so yeah, there, Ro- Roman was, was what it was. It's a shame because the match was was actually good, but the the booking and the and the creative of it made it. I couldn't give it more than three stars. I just Fair enough. Which is a shame because, I, like I said, the wrestling was good. There was a lot of near falls, but it just it was too much. Yeah. Well, maybe um, if it was McIntyre versus McIntyre, it would have been better. Perhaps. No, oh, definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, Roman is br- is breaking out that top rope suicide dive, which does look very good. I have to give him credit. Um, cool. So uh, there's that. Cool. That's kind of a new wrinkle in his repertoire. About time. Um, then we had the WWE Championship steel cage match that was just so boring. I mean, yeah. I, the last two minutes were exciting, and the finish makes up for the whole match, because I thought it was very inventive. We've never seen that before. Yeah, the finish was good. Car- it fits Kofi's character. It fits the narrative they're selling of Kofi, kind of just always making it through and, 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 and powering through and doing risking his body for the championship. Um, that yeah. was great. Yeah. But the match was just way too slow, way too plotting. This is the um, one match I watched live, and I thought the same thing. The finish was great. The match before was just like any other Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler yeah. steel cage match, and it was just like, wow. Ugh. Yeah, uh, it wasn't bad, but um, it, it was just, nothing. Uh, it was black. Yeah, it was black. I gave it three and a quarter stars. Wow, that's generous. Okay. 
um, because it was like bad wrestling, and I, and and well, the the finish gave it a quarter star, for sure. Okay, I think the finish yeah. gave it three and a quarter stars, but <laughs> that's just me. Well, you said that three and a quarter stars is generous. No, it is. I'm so saying I, I think I the would... finish gave it all of the rating that you gave it, and the rest of the match was just blah. Oh, I think you said three and three quarters. Okay, or whatever it was, um, whatever you said. Okay, and then the Universal Championship match. Um, apparently, people on Twitter predicted this, and kudos to them. Did you? I mean, I know you weren't watching the show, but did this cross your mind at all? No, I was that, thinking it would be interesting if Brock Lesnar was, but only if he cashed in. But when I read that it happened, I immediately well, that thought was the obvious thing. When it, when I read that it happened, I immediately thought, "Oh, I wonder how quick Becky got involved." Was that the first thing that jumped into your mind when you saw her as the well, ref? It, ha- I mean, it had to be, right? Thing, that was the first thing that jumped into everyone in the arena's mind, too. They started chanting for her of immediately. Of course. Because um, they've been, they've the been whole... folding that relationship into this story, from what I'm reading. Right. So, okay. I look at this in a positive light and a mostly negative light. I'll give the positive light first. The positive light is that I think in terms of the women's evolution and what they're doing, it was a very interesting dynamic to have a woman save a man in peril that we have not seen on WTV a lot or really in TV in general so if I look at it from like a female empowerment women's evolution thing which they didn't sell which I like that it wasn't about that that wasn't what they were trying to go for it's just the way I thought about it I do think that it helps Becky feel like this hero saving her man you don't see that a lot and I, I thought that that was really different for W to do that's my positive look on it. Okay, well, that seems like you're. You it seems like you're, you're reaching to look for something. And by the good. way, this is that, my. That, this is, that hadn't occurred to me, but I guess you're right about that. But I'm anxious to hear the the negative stuff. This is me being unbiased towards Becky, who I'm not a fan of, by the way. So I'm admitting that know, she looked good in the know. spot, and yeah, just to you probably put that hate that it was her it, in that in that role, but. Um. Well, I mean, it made sense. It wasn't going to be fucking. Uh, uh, fucking i don't know oscar no i mean like him. as opposed to another as, as opposed to a face andrada in peril and charlotte saves him or you know well i would have wanted Lena to save him in kayfabe but whatever regardless yeah, okay. um uh the negative is that th- this i uh, baron corbin should not be main eventing pay-per-views and oh really it it, <laughs> it, it 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 was i mean they did they tried to do a table well they did do a table spot and there was one time when he hit the end uh, when he well, he didn't hit the end of Dave. He did one move and he pinned Seth, and I was like, "Shit, is this really where they take the title off Rollins?" But then I'm like, Becky, there's no way. But I'm thinking with the, how weird the product is and creative right now. Like, I would almost wouldn't pay, put it past Vince to have Rollins lose the title and not have Becky come out. And maybe how about this, Lacey? How about you attack Becky backstage before this happens? Tie her up, do fucking something, lock her in a door, so you know that she has to be prevented from, like, maybe you have Becky Lynch be attacked in the middle of the show, randomly. They're interviewing someone, and referees are running, and Becky Lynch is on the ground. So then it's like, shit, Becky is now smartly um, being taken care of, because Baron and Lacey had this big elaborate plan, apparently, because obviously Becky's going to come out. How wouldn't they think that? Well, I'll tell you, because uh, Lacey is green. She's new, so she wouldn't... You know, what you're saying sounds like something more of a, a skilled, conniving heel would do. But that's not what Lacey mm. is, just according to time. Yeah, but no, I don't think it's fair to put that on it, because it's the way that it's booked. I don't think Vince would book it like that, even if it, if it was fucking Charlotte. Well, in Charlotte's case, it would make sense, I, uh, like I said. <laughs> well, regardless... Um, 
I mean, we knew it was coming the following night on Raw when, uh, I get this two and a half stars, it was what it was. Like I said, the, the novelty of the segment was very Attitude Era-E with like China saving Triple H or something like that. It was different. That's the only thing I'll give it to them. It was a very different right. type of thing they did. That was it. What did um, you think about how they teased Becky versus Seth the next night for a second? What, when she pushed him when he, when he tried of, to yeah. get her off? Well, yeah, because to me it struck me as I, well, wa- I, watched the, I watched that back. To me it struck me as weird that he Lacey attacked Becky out of nowhere. I expected Corbin would run in at the same time and attack Seth, but instead Seth just watched Lacey on top of Becky. Then Becky got the upper hand, and then Be- uh, Seth pulled Becky off of Lacey, which was like, yeah, if I were Becky too, I'd be like, what the fuck, now you step in? Uh... Yeah, I mean, again, I liked it because they're being kind of consistent with Becky's character, that that's something that she probably would do, like, I don't need a man to get me off of the... You know, like, that's what I like about this. They're kind of sticking with who she is as a character. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean it should be happening, because it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. But, um, and what about the Becky fact herself, that it, it extends a, by a third month two feuds that should not have either of them gone two months? Yeah, no, unacceptable. For sure. Unacceptable. I mean... Uh, unless they had some sort of this, it's, I think there's a two week turnover until Extreme Rules, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's July 14th. There's exactly two more Raws and Smackdowns before. Oh, there's four no, shows. Only two weeks again, huh? Yeah. So oh, four no. shows since the Wild Card makes everyone on, on everything. So four different shows to build to the, to the show, and they already have um, Kofi Joe, the mixed tag match, the tag team match, the Cruiserweight Championship match. I the main like event. The main event. Of the tag met Roman and Taker versus Drew and Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Make the mixed tag, the regular tag. Uh, four, there's already four matches announced, and I, I don't really see. No stipulations, by the way. Yet. That's weird. Yet. Yeah, true. They'll make them two out of three, four. Oh, no, there's no. Um, well, who knows? We could have. Okay, but we could have, and I think since we've kind of gone through stomping grounds at this point, we can now talk about. Uh, which, I mean, relates to stomping grounds. But, um,. The main event of Raw. Yeah. Which, um, I know that you and I agree that it should have been, but you weren't surprised at all after knowing that Taker was on the show that they still decided to have AJ and Ricochet close the show. Well, no, that, the that third hour of Raw lately has been, they, they don't, that's not where they put the biggest things usually. Right? No, I agree, but when The Undertaker, when it faded to commercial with The Undertaker just in the ring, it wasn't very, I think it, Despite it not making sense that he was there, I think that would have been a really good cliffhanger. Like, well, what happens now? Well, yeah, Why they, is he here? They, they don't think everyone was watching, and I think correctly based on what I'm hearing ratings wise. Because you know, I, I mean, that's why they want everyone. To, everyone. Well, no, in in. I think lately the third hour of Raw. That's why they had Mick Foley say that shit. Like the third hour of Raw ratings have, have been dropping like for a while. This isn't anything brand new. Like that's why they yeah, don't. That's why they don't put right. the big things there is because they want people to see it live. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, with that being said, this is another example of the whole no commercial thing, no wrestling during commercial thing coming into play because that's why they had Gallows and Anderson come in and AJ say leave and Gallows and Anderson listen, which I thought was a big red herring for Hill Churn and the club reuniting, which maybe still could happen. I'm hoping this whole storyline has a payoff, but again, probably won't. Would you like it if that um, was the payoff? It sounds like it might be. Um, I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I'd. Yeah, I don't think I'd mind it. To get the U.S. title, though, that's AJ's big plan to turn well, heel and get the U.S. title. I don't love that. Well, if it's more about Gallows and Anderson and them at the faction and the U.S. title being a prop, which I know is never a good thing, a title being a prop, I think that could be okay. 
Because from what like I've read, the other option is, is it sounds like you, you book a rematch for the title at Extreme Rules, and then you well, do and then you do a tag yeah. match, AJ and Ricochet versus Gallows and Anderson, and people will think he's going to turn, and maybe he is, or maybe he's not, and Gallows and Anderson will just be heel, and they'll just have the face versus face match at Extreme Rules, and I think Ricochet should go over in that case when the title's on the line. Um, well, I think that's probably more likely to happen, and I also think it's a possibility for Gallows and Anderson to turn on Files. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you Either bring way. in Finn, ba- and then maybe bring in Finn Balor and AJ versus Gallows and Anderson. I mean, that would be good. Maybe turn Balor on AJ then and go with Gallows and Anderson. Sure, there's a lot. Well, what I'm saying. I mean, there's a lot there's of a possibilities lot of options, here. I yeah. just don't. I just don't think Vince. I don't know how invested Vince is in this because right th- now. Yeah. Gallows and Anderson has lost to the Viking Raiders, and they lost last week to the Usos. That segues perfectly into my question. What do you think about the idea of AJ questioning whether Gallows and Anderson are to be taken seriously in the tag division when historically they haven't been for the most part? In WWE, I mean, of course. Gallows and Anderson taken seriously in the tag division, I mean. Why do I? Why do I think AJ thinks like, that they what will do you, be? What do you think about him asking whether or not they are? Like statistically, they haven't been. So, like to me, it just makes AJ look like he doesn't know what he's talking about, or he's just trying to be overly generous to his friends. Like he should be saying, "Guys, you're not. You're a joke in the tag division. Like if anything, you got. You're going to have to step your game up if you want to be taken seriously. That would be a new development with you because you haven't been for the most part. But instead, it sounds like he's saying, "Oh, wait, are you guys to be taken seriously? Hmm, it's yet to be determined. Like they're, they are." In my opinion, well, um, no. I mean, have you have you watched the, the the promos? He's basically said that they're jokes, that they're wearing the doctor's outfits. That oh, then he's right. Happened, no, yeah, go ahead. What happened? What happened to you guys? Uh, we came in really hot. Do you remember when we came? So I, I think that okay. I think that that's the story they're telling. It sounds because it said well, then they wouldn't even be turning on him. It sounds like they're at odds. It's because it sounded like he was saying like you guys got to step it up, but they still keep losing. Like that's what it sounds like. Cause it's been happening with them the past couple weeks. Right. Well, I think I'm. I'm really hoping that that's the story they're trying to tell because it would make no sense otherwise if they're having them lose and then doing the storyline. So I almost feel like something has to give at some point. But yeah, they're going to have to win a big match or turn on AJ or something. Yeah, right. You're right. right. That, that, that's, yeah. Um, but AJ and Ricochet, uh, again, very good, can do so much better. It was a raw match, uh, 11 minutes, so I'm really hoping that there's yeah. a longer pay-per-view match. I mean, obviously, AJ beat him. There's obviously a championship match coming at Extreme Rules for him. Right. Again, it's weird that it's for the U.S. championship, but, I mean, at least that championship is being paid attention to again and not being mm-hmm. hot-shotted in 30-second matches where the ref is fucking up, like right. a- Joe, Joe and Ray had. Right. So, um, and AJ, and, and there's been good champion U.S. championship feuds in the last five years. It just hasn't been recently. So I'm, I'm, I'm not super mad about the title being in this. Um, no, but I just think WWE has so many potential dream matches in their midst right now. And, like, AJ and Ricochet, I hear about that, and I'm like, oh, they're, like, doling it out li- such a little amount, like, little by their spoon-feeding us the dream matches. Like, let's start, let's open the floodgates, I think, you know? Like, instead of being like, ooh, look at that, but it's for the U.S. title, let's have, like, I don't know, I think more, that like, Drew McIntyre versus Undertaker. Dream match, boom, that's a real dream match. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. Yeah. M- more of that. More of that, please. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of dream matches, on SmackDown, they, I don't know if you know, they teased, uh, well, basically confirmed, but also teased, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title. 
Well, that's I'd say that's sick. But Shinsuke's kind of been a joke. He's just been like a tag team nobody lately. Yeah, but I have. But the the pop he got when he came on screen was fucking incredible. So I, I think that this is one of those things that uh, it's happening in Philly, and I think the crowd reaction enough will make this a match that will, for at least one night, erase all of that. For me, yeah, okay. So um, I mean, uh, hopefully, I think it's, it's going to be good. Hopefully, it's a sign of things to come. I say, let's get Daniel Bryan out of the tag division and let's get a triple threat between those three at SummerSlam for the IC title, right? Yeah, I've been saying Daniel. Bryan. Well, I mean, no, I know that's been, why I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I yeah, said that, but I after agree. seeing Daniel with heavy, heavy machinery, I think right now he's contributing a lot to the tag team division, and I'm, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. So you think I don't Daniel want it Bryan? To be you think Daniel I don't Bryan want it to happen is, forever. He's, you think Daniel Bryan and the fans are best served with him opposite Heavy Machinery? That's what you're saying on record? No, and I don't think that they're having a rematch at Extreme Rules. I'm just saying that right now he's doing a lot for the tag division. That's all. Okay, okay. I don't think it should be longer. I don't think it should happen longer than the summer. I agree, if that. Um, yeah. So the Firefly Funhouse teases, did you see both of them? Uh, I saw, well, yeah, there was one on Raw and then I think three on two on SmackDown oh my god right. I didn't even know that no, I didn't even know about the I, I just heard about two in general but in any yeah. case what are your thoughts um I okay I like it but I want to see how it's portrayed the fault like what they do what they actually going, do like, right like yeah. I don't want this to happen for the next month yeah no well yeah but I'm also but I do, like but I nervous really and skeptical like to what he's gonna do when he shows but up but I but I do really like it. I think it's really clever, and I give Vince credit for because I missed it every time it happened. I missed it. Yeah, you keep giving giving Vince credit. Yeah, I mean, I obviously only well, heard about okay. it in hindsight. Whoever, whoever, whoever. I mean, he not obviously Vince, has the final someone say. else. But he has the final say. Of, no, he's of allowing what gets it. Shown. He's not creating it. Fine. We both know he's not creating. Great. He's allowing it. I give him credit for allowing it and understanding that it was a clever little Easter egg to show. Fine. Well, it's a tease as opposed to actually doing another vignette. Because last week, Kiefer and I kind of agreed, and I don't know if you do, but it felt like a like a like final, a yeah, like a finale, yeah, yeah exactly, totally. Um, um, I thought you, he was going to be at um, stomping grounds. at the end of extreme at the end of stomping grounds when Be- Becky and, and uh, Seth were celebrating. They, I didn't, re- I guess they mistimed the show because they did that for like three minutes. So when I saw there was three minutes left, I was like, huh, this is like a good amount of time for something to happen. Yeah. But sure enough, they just played five replays and had them kiss. And I was going to say, oh my God, that's so funny. I bet I was going to say, but the producers are like, you guys should kiss, kiss each yeah. other. We want that totally. on film. Creeps. Totally. Um, but so what did you think about my uh, extension of the idea that I should have said when I was telling you about what I think they'll do with the Firefly Funhouse. I think his outfit underneath the, the Fiend stuff won't matter as much because the lights will be, like, red and maybe even flickering when the Fiend is around. What do you think about that? Maybe even with some fog and smoke coming up? What do you think about that? Um, okay, I think it's cool, but I don't think I'm as interested in that part of his act as you are. You don't think it's cool that he could show up and be wrestling as the as the Firefly Funhouse host host? And tease that the fiend's gonna show up for a while, and then eventually at a big match, he teases no, and no. the lights go I'm out, and then it that. happens. Like that's what the idea is. I don't not think it's cool. I think it's cool, but I think I can't think that abstractly yet until I see what the first feud is, and that's what I'm more worried about, and what I think is a better talking point almost. Well, who do you think the first feud should be? Well, I don't. Well, okay. So Alistair Black had a segment again, which are becoming. I don't. I don't want to say I don't like them because he's doing a 
decent job at the promo. Some weeks he's really good, other weeks it's kind of cringy. This week, kind of... He's been doing this for two months, by the way. I don't know if you're aware. He sits in a room, a black room, and he says how he wants competition. He wants someone he kind of talks in riddles. It's basically what Bray Wyatt did in his room, just a little more coherent. Right, but these are the two guys that have been doing vignettes for a long term. I don't think they're going to feud with each other out the no, gate. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I want them to, or that I think they are. But what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is that at the end of this segment, the door. So the whole concept is that he's in a room with the door, and he wants someone to knock on the door, and he, they've been teasing right. that for a few weeks. Right. So finally, um, like he opened the door last week, and the light was shining in from wherever he is. This week, someone knocked on the door, and then he smirked, and it faded to black. So I don't oh, like his finisher. Oh my god, like his finisher. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, I'm not but, saying it's Bray Wyatt, but they are teasing that whatever feud for Aleister Black is happening has been decided and will be revealed soon. I think it's going to be Randy Orton for Aleister Black. I know that wasn't your question, but I'm just... Um, okay, yeah, no, that's we're changing the subject, but that's fine. Um, you know what I think about these Aleister Black vignettes overall, right? No, I really don't think we actually ever talked about it. Well, what I think is that it's Vince being like trying to make Alistair Black his own, but really Alistair Black was perfect, and just like everything Vince tries to make his own when it comes from NXT, the main roster, I think he's ruining it in so doing. And, I mean, what you're saying with Randy Orton sounds cool, only if he wins the feud, obviously, which I guess he would since this is his first, but I don't know. To me, like, I just don't know why he can't just start showing up and wrecking uh, jobbers for a few weeks and then have a, a sick feud with somebody. Like, why is he waiting uh, in, Why is he waiting in a room for two months for competition? That's not how this shit works. It makes him seem weird more than it does make him seem int- intimidating to me. Well, I agree with that. I disagree and agree with you. I agree with that part. What I disagree with is that I don't think he should be presented the way other... Not that he's a monster, but um, other uh, um, uh, people who could be big are portrayed with jobber defeats and whatnot what i really wish they could do is literally what they did in nxt with the weird abstract um video thing where he's sitting indian style shirtless with cards around him and the whole black magic thing they do interviews and then he turns around and he's gone that's what i wanted and i I just feel like vince will never ever duplicate what nxt did because he doesn't want to i a copy them and b he thinks he's above them yeah, so and, he's, and, really and his wanted. track record sucks. And if it ain't broke, sure. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So you're absolutely sure. right. And by the way, uh, all this is overlooking the fact that they already he already did debut in a stupid tag team. So it's kind yeah. of a, it's kind of a moot point. Like his already his introduction has already been made and been lackluster. And any of the things we're talking about would have been better than what they have and are doing, in my opinion. Yeah, well, to Vince's credit, they've been doing this fucking room thing so long that I'm guessing most people are going to forget about the tag team. I mean, we're going on fucking too much here. So if there's a well, I guess benefit, that's their hope, but I would say I would say maybe don't do the tag team in the first place was the no, obvious well, the obvious idea know, that they didn't seem to pick up. You know my opinion on that. I hated yeah. that. Yeah. Well what's what's to like? Well the matches were good, but that's it. I guess, but this is a shit introduction for two really sick, unique characters. And he oh and 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 he also shouldn't be talking as much as he's talking. There's that too. Yeah. I mean, that's everybody talks too much. Except the, the good um, talkers, they usually don't talk enough. Um, back to Bray Wyatt, though. Um, go ahead. I, honestly, I don't know. You I don't I know. Really am in, I'm really intrigued. I don't know who they're going to pair him up with. I can't imagine. So, for me, it almost has to be someone who's either... So, I'm thinking of Kofi Kingston based on, A, he's a WWE champion, and, B, the, the, the gimmicks are completely different. Right. 
but the one gimmick Wyatt has with the, with the co-host could feed into the power positivity, whereas the fiend would be the complete opposite of what New Day and the the host version does. So that could work really well if it's written well, and I yeah. think it'd be interesting, like uh, you know, pretending to be you know teach the kids power positivity in one segment, and then like you know attacking Kofi in the fiend outfit another week or something yeah, like that but my problem with that is that you're assuming he's going to be a heel which i don't think it's safe to assume everybody is into the gimmick i think they should find a way to introduce it as a face and maybe do it so that the okay. fiend the fiend is then the heel version or something but like you know they do this too often where it's like you go you go against the grain of what the crowd wants to do. the crowd wants to root for this guy so don't make them boom don't make the character do weird shit just to get the crowd to boom i think but why wouldn't the crowd cheer for The Fiend, too? The Fiend is, in my opinion, the, the cooler version Just of Just let the crowd cheer. I think they really need to... That's a bigger conversation that we should have one day soon. They well, really, they really need feel. to. I know, I know, I know, I know. And that's why I want to get into in more detail what it... Flesh it out, what it actually means. But they need to drop the whole, like, casting everybody as face and heel. It's okay in some cases. But I think mm-hmm. f- for a lot of the stars, especially the bigger stars, they need to stop doing underhanded things to get the crowd against them and just be who they are. Because everyone is different. Everyone in the WWE universe is different. And we want to root for different people, you know? Like, I want to root for the Bray Wyatt character. I don't give a shit how he acts if he does underhanded things, cliched things. I'm going to root for him regardless, so just, like, you might as well not even try to get me to boom right now. Preaching to the choir. I, I'm with you. Yeah, one, I, we um, should have, I'll schedule that conversation soon but when with, we have a light but with, that being, but with that being said, then if he faced Kofi, it shouldn't matter then, basically. You kind of just kind of unproved your own, the point you made when well, I brought Kofi up Kofi. is a face, so by, by, by casting him at first right out the gate against a face, you're kind of telling people that he's a heel, at least on paper, in kayfabe, which right, I don't think is, I don't do, think you should do. But if you do the whole co-host thing, you should thing attack like, like Baron Corbin or something. Somebody nobody's well, expecting. Okay, then that is actually a great idea. Thank you. Baron Corbin is a great idea. I mean, this I don't want to see be, that match. This has got to be a first. Both you saying that something I said is a great idea, and that you just literally said Baron Corbin is a great idea. That's got to be a first. Um, I don't want to see that match, but I think that the crowd reaction to it and Bray being the one, even if they wrote him off television for like two months, and Bray, if they really want to bring him back as a babyface. Bray being the one to do that would be great. That's that's yeah. probably the only other. That's probably the only heel that I could see that is over enough. Like Elias doesn't really mean much. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, I don't really see how that would work. Um, or Shane McMahon. Oh, I don't know. That's a lot. That's ambitious. I don't want to. I don't want to handcuff Wyatt that much out the gate. Personally, I like. Well, wishfully booking, I would love... Shane is the one. I think if we're picking Shane or Baron Corbin, Shane is the one. I think people have a respect for Baron Corbin. I think that we don't want to see him in the spot that he's in, but when he was in an upper-to-mid-card spot, he had good matches. He had good matches with little guys. His lone wolf gimmick was interesting. He has... The, the, the end of days and the deep six are two of my favorite moves in all of wrestling. Or at least WWE. Okay, okay. Not all of wrestling. Shane, WWE. Shane, by comparison, is a shit wrestler. He's a shit heel. He's not comfortable in his own skin on WWE TV. So I don't think he would be... Like, all he is is a name. All he is is a personality. So I don't think he would be... Like, I think you're right, Bella. Everything you're saying about Baron Corbin is right. So I don't think... So I think he's a... That, make, that all makes him a better first person to go against Bray Wyatt than somebody who I just all around think isn't good. Like, I don't, you know, that's why I think it's handcuffing Bray Wyatt to put him opposite Shane McMahon, who's a big personality, but wrestling-wise and, like, even, you know, verbally can't can't hold his own, let alone against Bray Wyatt, in my opinion. 
Well, he can't. But if it means Shane McMahon is off television and Bray Wyatt is responsible, that's a big boost for him. I mean, well, so now he's, now we're just writing, using him to write Shane off. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> Shane has beaten Roman Reigns. He's been down our throats for how many months now? If Bray's the one after already yeah, getting so, good good reception from the Firefly Funhouse, I think that would do wonders for him. I guess I think just take Shane off TV and let let Bray wrestle a wrestler, and just let's let, let's let wrestlers well, wrestle yeah, wrestlers I'd for like a while. I'd like that too. But if I'm thinking in terms of crowd reaction and you know Vince's stamp of approval for something, if he lets that happen, that would be a really big deal okay. for Wyatt. Okay. Um, do you want to wishful book SummerSlam? We have a little time. I mean, I know the first match for yours would be Bray versus Shane. I'm guessing. Um, a good segue, Bray right? versus Shane or Bray versus Kofi, and Bray takes the title off of them. Yeah, or Bray versus Corbin. Either way. Um, what yeah. about the rest of the card? <laughs> um, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Oh, Sasha's back in your world. Yeah. Sasha's okay. back in my world. Okay. Um. Go on. And and wins the title from her. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Oh, Ronda's back in your world. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't, oh, shit. I need a minute. Okay, go ahead. Well, it's wishful. It's wishful, right? Yeah, fuck it. Um, uh, okay. I can um, tell you some of mine. I didn't. You want me to. You want to hear some of mine? Sure. Andrade versus Ricochet for the U.S. title. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. Just out the gate. Uh, I was thinking maybe AJ does align with the club, goes after Kofi and the New Day, and so they do a feud with like the club versus the New Day for the WWE title. And AJ goes heel. Sure. That's uh, good. So I think Shane versus Roman is happening no matter what, so I, so I wrote down Shane defeats Roman again, because I think it'd be funny. and uh, Just because it's wishful booking. And then Drew over defeats Taker, obviously. Okay. I like that. What about the IC Championship? Uh, well, Daniel Bryan versus Finn is what I had, but I can I can write Shinsuke in there too. It's not too late for that. And then uh, I guess Be- I like Becky beating Ronda again. Thank you for the suggestion on that. I appreciate that. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you, you know you know you know how I would book that. Yeah. Yep. Just like I said. Uh, and then uh, Rollins versus who I would be calling Body Lashley and then I wrote down maybe Brock in parenthesis because I think those three against each other would be fucking sick oh I forgot about Brock motherfucker exactly they forgot about Brock I didn't um but we all know when the cash-in is actually happening so it's wishful booking right and then I'm trying to think of NXT people when they would but they probably get called up after SummerSlam um because it's looking like the takeover card is basically set so I'm trying to think of that, but I don't think Adam Cole is coming up because he's facing Johnny Gargano again no. for a third time. Plus, you got, and I think he's yeah. going to win. You got, again, a, you he, got as, he, as he should. You got a lot of sick talents on the main roster. I didn't even mention uh, Alistair Black, who should definitely wrestle on SummerSlam, and and Samoa yeah, I Joe. Would do Alistair, I think Alistair Black, Randy Orton would be a good SummerSlam match if they yeah. if they build if they build to it. Hundred percent. Yeah, Samoa Joe. We didn't talk about uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Maybe um, Joe Nakamura Balor for the IC title. Yeah, okay. That frees uh, Daniel Bryan up for a rematch with Heavy Machinery in your world. Um, just kidding. I'm trying to think of the revival. There's so many. There's just too many people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe the v- revival um, versus Usos versus War Raiders or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. War Raiders. Could. See, that's the thing. Uh, War Raiders and Heavy Machinery are like basically two of the same thing. I wouldn't have brought them up so close together, personally. Oh, same. I agree with that. So but yeah, that. I think it has the option to be good. Well, everything has the option to be good. 
well, yeah. yeah, it's a matter of how it's booked. Yeah, yeah, SummerSlam. You, you're talking about SummerSlam as a whole? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has the option to be good. Cool. Uh, but they all do. So uh, I guess that's a good place to put a pin in it. I think so. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Lee McNulty. Follow me on Twitter at MeUpTo11. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And you can like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking. And rate, review, share, subscribe, and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you guys next time. So long. So, yeah.